Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And this week's Screen Verdict Review is going to be on Born Something. Yes, uh, there's a new Born film out, The Born Legacy. Yeah, for the purpose of the podcast we're going to refer to it as Born 4. Wait, I thought there was six Born film. Oh, this is the sixth Born film. This is the sixth Born film? Yeah, I think so. Fill me in. I thought okay. there was only four. Yeah, which are the ones you know about? One, two, and three, which I think are called something like Identity Supremacy Ultimatum. Okay, yeah, they're the most recent three before this one. But I believe um, there was a film done quite a few years ago that uh, kicked off the Born films, Born Free. <laughs> and then a bit later there was Born on the 4th of July. <laughs> are these in the same series? I think so. These, I haven't uh, seen them, but I think so. Are these they, sequels, or is this more of a prequel Star Wars deal? I think it's like a... Well, these ones were shot before, and I think they were like a prequel. Right. Yeah, let me just internet movie database it. Yeah, Born Free. That kicked it off in 966. It was about a couple that raised a lion. Twist. One of the lions grew up to be Matt Damon. Yeah. And then uh, Born on the 4th of July... Tom Cruise, back when he was, uh, people liked him. <laughs> yeah, probably played Bourne or someone. No. Twist, he was dead the whole time. Yeah, someone in the Vietnam. And he was talking to Matt Damon. Yeah. Although, I'm looking at these, and they spell Bourne without the E at the end. Yeah, or, or a U before the R. Mm, so maybe they're different. I think we're going to have to assume that they're the same. Okay. But let's be open to the possibility that there are only four Bourne films. Yeah. So there's somewhere between four and six Bourne (laughs) films. What, did you like the Bourne movies? What did you think of the the Matt Damon Bourne films? Well, I saw all three of them and I thought they were okay. Remember, I quite liked the first one. I haven't seen them since they came out. Mm. And then the next two are a bit more of the same. You got to learn a bit more about the mysteries he was trying to solve and... The third one, which was quite critically well-received, because I think some of the action scenes were good, were a bit underwhelming for me in terms of the reveal of how Bourne came. When he finds out what he's been looking for, Mm. for these three whole movies, I guess I wanted a bigger, more exciting reveal Mm. than what I got. Okay. But they're okay. Yeah, I enjoy the Bourne films. They're a bit of fun. In the first one is the Bourne identity, and Matt Damon doesn't know that he's Jason Bourne. So he's like, it's sort of a film where he's got to find out his identity. And then I can't remember what happens in the other two. He has to find his supremacy and find his ultimatum. Oh, okay. (laughs) That makes sense. It's sort of like, I've heard people describe the Bourne films as a bit like an American James Bond almost. Like sort of just a franchise of sort of spy action type stuff. Yeah, he is a little bit Bond-esque. He's this sort of secret agent, action hero, soldier type guy with mm. all these skills and he can drive cars and shoot stuff and fight people. Mm. Kind of like Bond. I guess the interesting thing about Bond is he doesn't even know how or why he's able to do these things. Mm. Whereas Bond is just because, yeah, I'm Bond. I'm just a badass. That's yeah. why I'm able to do these things. Yeah. I always prefer these to Bonds because of that. Uh, like, there's a bit more mystery to it. And also, you don't have, like, someone different playing Bond every couple of movies. So, <laughs> like, they never explain how he looks different. 
every sort of 10 years. Well, here's a bit of contention over the new boy. Did Jeremy Renner replace Matt Damon? Yeah, okay. Because okay. it's... Let's clarify this. Yeah. It's not the same character. No, Matt Damon's not in this one. Jeremy Renner is not playing the character of Jason Bourne. No. He's playing the lead character in a movie with Bourne in the title. Yes. But that's not his name. I prefer this to if he was just playing Jason Bourne. Like, I would have found that annoying. <laughs> so I'm glad they decided to make a new character for Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I agree with that. And something that I was interested to see what they would do would be how much this would relate to the previous ones. Because I was thinking, like, well, where's Jason Bourne? Do I want to be following him? Who's this new guy? Why do I care about him? And I think they did a good job of introducing us to this new guy, but also placing him in the world of Bourne. So we get to... There are references to Bourne. We see lots of photos of Bourne. see heaps of photos of Matt Damon in this this movie. Um, I wonder if he was paid for that. Yeah, image rights. Yeah. So it's like it seemed like they were a bit annoyed they couldn't get Matt Damon back for this film, so they just like put his photo in as many scenes as possible. And they chose photos of him with a bad haircut in every yeah, single yeah. one. None of them were good photos of oh, Matt Damon. Dutchie wouldn't have liked <laughs> Matt Damon in this. Wouldn't it be funny if Matt Damon got an Oscar nomination for this film? <laughs> Best supporting actor. Yeah, maybe. Do you think that their aim was to get us to think that maybe Matt Damon was in the movie? Like, they just show us his face enough, we're going to walk out going, oh, it's good they were able to get Matt Damon to come back for a bit. I definitely thought that at some point in the film, or perhaps if this turned out to be a new series, we'll see Matt Damon. you got to have a Matt Damon cameo yeah. in the newborn films. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say what we got, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's mm. what I felt. Mm. So we're, we're talking about Renner and Damon now. Like, who do you actually prefer? Matt Damon, Jeremy Renner, as an actor. Is that not as a guy to hang out with? <laughs> Who's a better pool player? Yeah. I quite like Matt Damon. I've seen him in a few things. What's he done? He's done... The Informant? Yeah, I saw that. That was very average. Ocean's 14? 14. Oh, 13. Ocean's but 13? Was he in 11 and 12? Probably yeah, he was in those ones too, but 13 was the most recent one. He did that great... Um, music video on Jimmy Kimmel, I'm fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> that was pretty good. He's an Oscar winner. For Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, for writing it. Writing it. Mm. Him and Bear Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, he was quite good at that. I think Matt Damon is a pretty likable guy. Like, most of the films I watch him in, I'm kind of interested and go, yeah, he's a pretty in- interesting, likable guy. But I don't think I've loved any of his performances. Mm. I was never like, you got to see Matt Damon in this. Oh, Matt Damon's got to win the Oscar for this. Although last year, he was in We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> he was the guy who bought the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously needed some help on that. Couldn't fly solo. <laughs> that was a team effort to buy the zoo. <laughs> yeah. And he did a voice in Happy Feet too. So a big snub last year's Oscars. <laughs> Matt Damon couldn't get in for Happy Feet too, or We Bought a Zoo. And the Adjustment Bureau. That was kind of okay, and then just had the softest ending to a film <laughs> I've ever seen. Look, man, they're adjusting things. Like, <laughs> it's pretty exciting action stuff adjustments. <laughs> Whereas Jeremy Renner, I've not seen him in as many things, but what I have seen I've really liked. The Avengers. 
Oh, I didn't like him in the Avengers, did I? Yeah, no, you <laughs> Other than the Avengers, he's in the Hurt Locker. Mm. And I thought that oh, was good. And brilliant. he was fantastic. Brilliant. Amazing performance in that. And the town. I thought the town was great. And he wasn't the lead. Ben Affleck was in that. But I thought Jeremy Renner did, gave a really strong supporting performance there. Mm. He got an Oscar nomination for the town. So he should. Mm. So you like them both? So I like them both. I was interested to see how Renner would do in this kind of Matt Damon-born role. Mm. I liked him a lot. I thought he's got the sort of looks and the charisma for an action-type role. He looks... I guess I didn't really believe that Matt Damon would be that good at fighting. I yeah. believe that Jeremy Renner would be that good at fighting. Yeah. yeah. So I think he makes like a more convincing uh, spy and special agent. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion on the two. Like, I think they're both good actors. They both do a good job. I was an outrage when Damon was sort of replaced by Renner. I was like, oh yeah, I like Renner too. Should be solid. Something that I really liked about Renner in this film was that he wasn't whiny. There were things that he didn't know and wanted to find out, but he never seemed like he was complaining about it. There was all this, always this sense of him being rather tongue-in-cheek with his questions and mm. dealing with people. Yeah. And there were actually some quite funny moments in the yeah. film because of this. Mm. Mm. So I, I think that worked really well. So let's talk a bit about the premise of this movie. Um, let's what, unpack you, If he's not playing Matt Damon, what is Jeremy Renner doing? Well, Matt Damon has left a legacy. <laughs> it seems that Jeremy Renner's character is so broken up over what happened to Bourne that he's become addicted to drugs. <laughs> he's a junkie. This is, ba- this is sort of a Hunter S. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's a road movie about a junkie. <laughs> it's about a guy, Jeremy Renner, trying to find his pills, trying to get his next high. That seemed like the premise of the film to me. See, I took a different perspective on oh, the film. okay. I took a different perspective on the film. Yeah. Because um, he's this special secret agent, right? Yeah. That the government's giving this medication to okay. in order to be good at being a secret agent, right? Mm. And they decide to cut off the program. But he still needs his meds, so he's good at being a secret agent. I don't know, he dies or something if he doesn't get them, I don't know. So <laughs> the whole movie's about just a guy trying to get his medication. It sort of seems like they're trying to sort of tailor the Bourne films to appeal to more an older demographic, uh, um, a sort of like retirement village uh, <laughs> market. Because uh, I just saw this as a about a plight to uh, get medication. Get me the blue pills. I need my blue pills. He lost some money in the GFC. His health insurance isn't coming through. Yeah, well, it's America, so they don't have uh, the uh, good health program that maybe the rest of the world does. So That's Obama's fault, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Him and Romney. <laughs> Romney care, Obamacare, whatever. Just yeah. not caring for the Jeremy Renners out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has to go overseas to get this medication. Um, That's sort of like a staple of the Bourne films. The action scenes on rooftops in countries not in America. That's yeah. what we want to... I don't want to see people fight on American rooftops. I want to no. fight and see them fight on the rooftops of poor people yeah. in Brazil or the Philippines, wherever they happen to go. The first movie was France, though. Yeah. Still foreign. Still foreign <laughs> ruse. Still foreign. <laughs> foreign ruse. A lot of great things about America. Maybe not the best roofs. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's got to get to... Where do they go in this film? They go somewhere. Manila, in the Manila, Philippines. Manila, Philippines. Oh, that's where the next season of Survivor's going to be. Oh. Didn't, they didn't bump into the Survivors over there. 
But yeah, Manila, Philippines, which I guess is in LA going to Asia to get drugs and cheap medication. Risky. Risky. Hasn't worked out that well for some Australians. (laughs) No. Uh, So they're over there. But it's not just a fun romp, Jeremy Renner and a girl going to get meds, going to get his prescription filled out because the government doesn't want him to get these meds. They want to kill him. Yeah, the people behind these programs, and there are a couple of them similar to the program that Bourne was in, creating mm. these sort of super soldier type people, yeah. basically need to shut the program down because Bourne's come back to America, sort of that's being leaked. Pam Landy from the previous series, she's up to shenanigans yeah. in the courts. They need to mm. shut this down, sort yeah. of keep it quiet. Mm. So Jeremy Renner, he's basically a loose threat. Yeah. They, they can't be leave him off running around with yeah. sexy women not yeah. being dead. They need him yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Ed Norton is the one heading this up. Yeah. There's a few generals who say, actually, for national security, we need to keep these guys around. Ed Norton's like, you idiots. We've got to be political here. We've got to, you know, we've got to kill this program. Yeah, and it's stressing Ed Norton out. His hair's going grey. Yeah. Things aren't looking great for Ed Norton. Yeah. He has a bit of an interesting role, because I guess... In a way, he's the bad guy. He's a, yeah, he's the bad guy. Like, I, I like Jeremy Renner. I was supporting him. I wanted him to yeah. get away, basically. Yeah, of course. And Ed Norton's trying to catch him. Yeah. But the thing is, they never actually come head to head. Like, in terms of... No, you're right. Good guy versus bad guy. There's normally kind of a showdown. But Ed Norton's kind of just like a guy in a room telling people what to do, trying to track him down. Mm. Which I guess is a bit of an interesting dynamic between the main good guy and the main bad guy. But because there's no direct interaction, it is less interesting. Yeah. We do get sort of a sense of they have a history, but that didn't really play oh, out that yeah. much in the film. I think I wanted more of that. I wanted more of a relationship between Ed Norton and Jeremy Renner. I think you either want more of that or none of that. Like, you don't want just some little half-assed attempts to sort of <laughs> establish a relationship. You either want it just being... He's trying to catch Jeremy Renner. There's no backstory or anything. Or you want to find out what went down with these guys. And uh, I know we're not really into spoilers, but what did you think about uh, Edward Norton and Jeremy Renner being the same person at the end of the movie? <laughs> you think that was a good, a good twist? <laughs> that would be a great twist for yeah. a movie, man. I think any <laughs> film that's done that is clearly a classic and one that you should revere yeah. highly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we also had, uh, we had a few other little actors, uh, poke their heads into the film. Uh, one, uh, Zelko Ivanek from Damages Season 1, who won an Emmy. I was excited to see him back. Always, always happy to see him on things. Yeah, Zelko Ivanek, Damages, Oz. Good, good TV actor. I think he's a bit underrated. So, he has a nice scene in this movie. A surprisingly cheery disposition from Zelko Ivanek in this film. Do you think it's weird that the Zelko Ivanek scene, they sort of afterwards try to sort of like make the case that it was the company pushed him into that? Yeah, I wanted to I, know how that came about. Like, how would you do that? That doesn't seem like an easy thing to do. Yeah, I, I can get how the company put him in that position where he led him to that. But it seemed like that was a big part of their plan. And there was no way that they could have just known that that would definitely happen. So that, to me, sort of seemed like a bit of a weakness in the plot of the film. I think the film tried to distract you from that 
by having Rachel Weiss just scream a lot. Yeah. That she was just screaming yeah. and crying for the yeah. first half an hour that she was yeah. in the film, that you weren't really able to concentrate on that. Yeah. I found her pretty annoying until yeah. she calmed down and then was able to relax and actually contribute to the film. Yeah. Other than just being a paranoid, shrieking wreck. Yeah, it's interesting these Bourne films, and especially this one, there's a girl with the guy. Mm. And she obviously usually has some information, something she can help with, but she also becomes a bit of dead weight. <laughs> like someone that the, the, the Jeremy Renner has to look after in the film. And a lot of the scenes, it would be very easy for him to escape on his own, but she's off somewhere else and he needs to grab her and save her before they get back and things. Well, something I actually liked in the film was that for a while I was wondering why is he helping her? She's not really giving anything that he needs or the audience wants. But then there's a bit of a shift throughout the film where I actually thought she became quite helpful and I actually liked having her there. Yes. So I think that, that was good that the film was able to bring me around to the character mm. of Rachel Weisz. Yeah. We also see Kenny ah. pop into the film. How could I forget? Oh, my. I, 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 was in a, I was in an advanced screening of this film with about, I don't know, about a dozen other people and... It's probably the biggest response of the whole film was when this guy came on. <laughs> and it's more sort of, I would describe it as laughs in disbelief that he was yeah. in this movie. I'm uh, just sort of like, what? This guy is in this movie? I guess for those of you who might not know Kenny, there was a film called Kenny that came out in Australia a couple of years ago about a plumber that does porter toilets or whatever. It was, it was pretty big at the time. Like A lot mm. of people were talking about it. Sort of a big Australian sort of comedy. Uh, and, and Sean Jacobson played Kenny and he pops into this film. So it's a bit bizarre. I thought that he could actually act reasonably well, which I was surprised at. I did find it odd though that he was supposed to be running this sort of place in the middle of the Philippines and he's just this really ochre Aussie guy wearing like a golf polo shirt yeah like in the middle yeah. of like all these like factory yeah. workers it was a very odd costume choice yeah and just him a character choice in general yeah and it's also weird like how well he sort of deals with the u.s government like <laughs> call, like calling in like surely these kenny's used to getting yeah. calls <laughs> from like the nsa the cia yeah Obviously, with all these Bourne films, there's a big chase at the end. Uh, what did you think of that chase and how it stacks up to maybe some of the other Bourne chases or other film chases? In terms of the action in this film, I don't think it was that big. Like, it wasn't Michael Bay, Transformers, things blowing up, right. just hectic assault on your eyeballs of action. But it was quite high pace, high drama. And there were some things that happened which I sort of laughed at because I thought they were a bit unrealistic, but I went with it. Yeah. Because I think the tone of the film, it wasn't too serious and Jeremy, Jeremy Renner was quite funny with his tongue-in-cheek comments. So I thought it sort of fit the mood, these kind of slightly weird but crazy things that happened during the chase scene. Hmm. So it might not be to everyone's liking, but I, I went along with it and I actually I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, some over-the-top stuff, but that's sort of... Otherwise, it's boring if there wasn't some of that stuff, like... Because it does go on a while. <laughs> Here's a question. What was Jeremy Renner's mission 
at the very beginning of the film, before they decide to end the program. Like, he's sort of out in the snow... Yeah, he, on his own. I think he said something about, like, maybe that he thought the program was upset with him and that they sent him on some kind of useless scavenger hunt or something, he said. Like, he thought he was on, like, a, a mission that was, like, a bit of, like, a nothing, a bit of a waste of time. So, like, this is how this is how the government operates. They're sort of like, oh, you've got a bit of attitude. <laughs> uh, we've got this really important mission out in the snow, in the mountains. Uh Go there, we'll give you a treasure map or whatever, you go dig that up, uh, make some fire and fight fight the uh, evil wolf en- enemy combatants or something like that. Like, go and fight wolves in the snow for a, for a few months. That's what they're doing, the millions of dollars yeah, yeah. they spent <laughs> creating this super soldier. Yeah. I thought the start, like, he was diving into the water and there was some kind of container thing. Yeah. I was like, is this the start of Prometheus? Like, is he going to drink <laughs> that black thing and then fall into the water? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought, well, the first thing shot is him just, like, lying in the water. And I'm wondering, like, that's how the Firstborn film sort of opened, wasn't it? With Matt Damon yeah. in the water. I was wondering, oh, like, he probably doesn't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to fish him out. Yeah. Like, What's my identity? What's this canister that I just, like, for some reason was drawn to and pulled out? <laughs> and then it, like, opens the canister and there's, like, five objects that are, like, clues to who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like, a time capsule that he, like, put down there when he was in fifth grade or something. <laughs> Well, now let's go to our segment of What Has Blank Taught Us. This week, what has the Bourne Legacy taught us? Jonathan, what has the Bourne Legacy taught you? Well, Matt, the Bourne Legacy has taught me that if you want to be a super soldier, you need to get sick. You need to contract the flu. Once you get the flu and then you get better from the flu, you're like this mad super agent guy. Yeah. So, like, if you want to up your intelligence, your physical skills yeah. to combat the, the woods, the wolves, mm. the wet, the water, the wild. Yeah. <laughs> you can be yeah. worth starting with W as I can. Uh, windmills. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need to just go out, start licking handrails, just get sick, contract the flu, mm. and that'll suck. But it'll pay off, because yeah. once you get better, you'll be Jeremy Renner. And he just has a lot of fun in the film. Well, that's what you want to be. <laughs> So, Matt, what has the Bourne Legacy taught you? Well, it taught me that if I'm ever in the Philippines, stealing a motorcycle might not be the easiest thing to do. The police were all over that motorcycle theft. (laughs) Probably didn't help that they were already sort of down there trying to look for Jeremy Renner, but... uh... If you want to steal a motorbike, don't already be an internationally wanted super agent. Yeah. There were, like, heaps of motorbikes there, right? He just steals the one where the guy, like, there is sort of there to shout out, Hey, that guy just stole my motorbike! (laughs) What accent was that? I don't know. (laughs) It's a different accent to my regular. (laughs) So people know that I'm not just, like, I'm in character. Of a Filipino person. (laughs) Well, I don't know what the Filipino accent is like. Well, there you go. There's some practical... An important advice yeah. that we ascertain from the film. Mm. Let's give this film a verdict. Let's give it a score. People love our verdicts. Yeah, that's what we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
to be honest, I wasn't expecting that much from this film. I thought there's already been three. They were okay. Why do we need a fourth? I think the film did a reasonable job of introducing a premise that was interesting and sort of tied into the original Bourne world. So we had sort of a point of reference, but this was also new and different. And I think the main strength was Jeremy Renner. I think he's a really great actor and he does action well. Uh, It was quite funny. I expected a little bit more action early on. A lot of the sort of what was going on with the drugs and this and that was interesting, but not maybe as layered as I wanted it to be. Mm. And then I think it sort of picked up towards the end and I was, I was going with it. I was enjoying it. And sort of the chase at the end was, was really cool. And Rachel Weiss started to grow on me and then it ended and I was like, there's probably going to be more movies. (laughs) Maybe that's my fault for losing track of time or maybe there just wasn't a third act in the film. Mm. But for the most part, I quite liked it. I'm going to give The Bourne Legacy 7.5 out of 10. Oh. I didn't really have any expectations going into this film on one level. I enjoyed The Bourne films. I didn't love The Bourne films. It's not like a, a franchise that I was particularly invested in or attached to. I like Jeremy Renner. I like Matt Damon too. I wasn't like I had a huge sort of opinions. So I went into it. Uh, I probably only went and saw it because I got that free ticket to the event screening. The guy sat next to me. Uh, he introduced himself and I said, oh, are you excited Excited to see uh, the newborn film? And he's like, eh, three was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here, man? You're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> So, it was entertaining, it was good. I I didn't like all the... I felt like there was too much of a focus on the medication and these sort of, like, pills that you had to take if you are in the program, and it just didn't seem a little bit sort of... Is sci-fi-ish the right thing to say there? No. No. Um, I mean, like, it's sort of like technology that we don't have at the moment. I guess, in a way. Well, I guess as far as we know. <laughs> Just check under the bed for Jason Bourne. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just felt like it was a bit too much of a focus on all the medical sort of stuff and not enough on the sort of, like, government conspiracy sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, But it was fun. It was a fun film. I enjoyed it. Kept my interest. Maybe the beginning dragged on a bit with all the... scenes. (laughs) (laughs) All the scenes with people meeting up like saying the same thing so fun enjoyable not everything in the plot was brilliant seven out of ten now housekeeping yeah we're opening it up yeah firstly subscribe to us on itunes like us on facebook that's what it's all about uh (laughs) such an apathetic sort of (laughs) we'll put that in at the end We, on the podcast last week, had a bit of a debate, a bit of a screen verdict debate, and neither of us decided who won. That's not how debates work. (laughs) Yeah. We opened it up to you, the screen verdict listeners, to uh, vote in the debate. Jonathan, congratulations, you've won the debate. Wow. I only got one vote. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Ivan. Uh, thanks, Ivan, for the vote. He also uh, sent me this on Facebook. 
I gave you a pity but vote for your debate question on the screen verdict page. <laughs> a pity vote. I'm sure you appreciate not only his pity vote, but him referring to it as a pity vote. Not even in a private message, but publicly. <laughs> <laughs> on my wall. Oh, it's a, sorry, timeline. Um, so I think we can consider the, me to be... The unanimous debate winner. <laughs> no, no, no. The pity vote still count, I'm sorry. Okay. You haven't swept the board, but... Uh... We didn't exactly stipulate what the winner would get. Like, <laughs> I hope this isn't sort of like... Like, if you were the real president. Like, that would be a lot of work. Like, you think it's all just flying private jets and shenanigans with secretaries, but... Like, I've seen, <laughs> like, the West Wing, and my machine doesn't get much sleep. Like, he, yeah. there's a lot of effort being the president. Yeah. So, right. yeah, I'm pretty okay, like, splitting the screen verdict duties. Like, I don't want to be taking over any sort of uh, job or work as screen verdict president. I think you've got to do all the stuff I do now. <laughs> <laughs> really, you've got all the responsibilities. Um, this is all a ruse yeah. on Matt's part. Yeah, you've got to write the... Plans <laughs> yeah. out. I write the podcast plans. Yeah. Very good. So you might remember a couple of weeks ago, we did our top 20 drama characters of the past 20 years. Do you remember doing that podcast? I was there. Yeah. When we did our comedy list earlier on in the year, it caused a bit of a stir online, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. Almost broke the internet. People complaining. We're always about, doing that. Yeah. We, we're, look. We, we throw stuff out there, it's bold, it's brash, it's, it's big, and people have opinions. This podcast, Jonathan, was no exception. Again, it's caused a bit of a stir online, so... What are the people saying, Matt? Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's get it up. Okay, Daniel says, and no Jack Bauer. CTU Buchanan says, Matt! I haven't heard the podcast yet, but come on! No Jack Bauer? A. Pearson? Alan Shaw? Really? Frozen Barbie. Alan Shaw seems more deserving than Daenerys Targaryen. (laughs) Only four female characters on the whole list? And Daenerys is one of them? Out of the past 12 years? Wow, surprising. Sydney Bristow surprises me too. FNL fan 89. While I had Charles Logan on my list, I also had Martha Logan on my list. You can't have one without the other, as both of them were their best when they shared scenes together. But most importantly, if a 24 character makes this kind of list, you must have Jack Bauer. 221B Sam. Unsurprising, but pleased that Jeb Bartlett is there. Sydney Bristow's an interesting one. So there you go. It seems like the listeners have the same complaints about the list that I had about the list. <laughs> I too wanted Jack Bauer over Charles Logan. I too would not have picked Daenerys Targaryen as my favourite Game of Thrones character. I too do not know who Sidney Bristow <laughs> from Alias is. In regards to the comment, I would have had Martha Logan on the list. You can't have one without the other. Well, you can, because that was the <laughs> podcast rule. Only one character per show. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I think Charles Logan was at his best when he was with Jack Bauer, not Martha yeah. Logan. I'm, I'm putting that out. He was uh, great with Martha was... Logan too. This is why he's one of the top 20 characters of the past 20 years. He was great with whoever he was on screen with. Great with Sherry Jones. 
great with Martha Logan, great with Jack Bauer, great with Mike, great with everyone. He's one of the he's the greatest villain of the past twenty years, but best with Jack Bauer. I think that the people are picking issues with characters low down. Is okay. It seems like we had a pretty good list up the top. Someone was upset with Alan Shaw. Generally, though, I think people, there's a pretty strong... We've got Alan Shaw, Jeb Bartlett, Tony Soprano, Omar Little, Al Swearengin, Patty Hughes, Vic Mackey, mm. Walter White, Don Draper. These are all strong characters yes. at the top of the list. Yeah. So, as touchy a topic as this is, I think yeah. we've actually come off quite well. I think so. I think so. If we're, the, a, we're a people's podcast. If the biggest complaint is that we've included the greatest villain of the past <laughs> past 12 years, then uh, I think we're doing okay. You, you, you sign and sit up the, the web, uh, read what people are saying on the, uh, the internets. Uh, did you get any feedback on our podcast? Were you noticing anything that people were saying about that list? It was mostly positive. The one thing I took away from it was that people really liked Tony Soprano. Okay. And we had him very high on the list. Yeah. Not quite number one, which so, is what perhaps some people would have wanted. Yeah. Look, you want Tony Soprano at the top of the list. I'm sure there's plenty of lists online by inferior sources <laughs> that you can look at a list with Tony Soprano at the top of it. Yes, if we were just going to look up other people's lists and then pick the consensus number one as our number one, there wouldn't be a point in doing a list. Yeah. We came up with our number one. Mm. Something that represented the screen verdict views. Yeah. And uh, hopefully made for an interesting and entertaining podcast. And I'm going to say maybe the right view. (laughs) Just putting that out there. Just putting it out there. We made the objectively correct decision. Yeah. Yeah. As we are want to do on the Screen Verdict Podcast. As we all, yeah, always do. Um, other than when I gave Batman a 9 out of 10 and had to, like, <laughs> backpedal <laughs> back from the that. Next week. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we've got very exciting podcast coming up. Huge. But I, I would say this could be our biggest three weeks in a long time coming Ooh. up. We've got the MTV Video Music Awards, the newsroom. The new Aaron Sorkin show. Mm. I've not heard of him. A little show called The West Swing, and we'll see. We'll see where he's won. A, he's Must won be very a, little. Yeah, <laughs> he's won an Oscar oh. um, for Social Network. So let's see if he can uh, sprinkle his Aaron Sorkin snubbed for Moneyball. Yeah, <laughs> well, he got nominated. Uh, let's see if he can sprinkle some of that uh, Sorkin magic in HBO. Mm. Breaking Bad's wrapping up. It's half of the season, or it's yeah. season. So. We'll definitely have a review of that as soon as we can. And the Emmy Awards. I know I said three weeks, but that's four. But boy, what a month. What a month of our screen verdict. If you have not subscribed to us on iTunes or liked us on Facebook, screen verdict, I think now would be the perfect time to do that. Especially because the screen verdict Facebook page currently has... 97 likes. Yes. And so we decided to celebrate. Mm. I'm going to say when, not if and or when, <laughs> but when we hit 100 likes. Yes. We're going to celebrate. We will be finding a prize to reward the listeners for... Uh, All 100 listeners are getting a prize. Yeah. yeah. Just check under your chairs. There will be keys to a car. Yes. Either that or we will randomly... And you, and you, and you, 
All getting cars. That was terrible, Oprah. Or one of you will be randomly selected out of that hundred to receive our special screen verdict prize. Pretty good, pretty good deal. We'll be drawing a name out of the cowboy hat. The cowboy hat of yeah. Screen Verdict Destiny. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, when we get to 100. So, invite your friends. Get them in on it. So, I'm excited for that. Hope you guys are too. Mm. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.